0: Grace and peace, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a magnanimous day. It's your girl Yammy, aka Yams B. Sand. And you are now listening to Can I Be Honest? Can I Be Honest? As I'm recording this at the moment, it is 3.33 a.m. Uh, when well, I'm living on the East Coast, I live in Georgia just in case I have any West Coast followers, (laughs) and I can't sleep. So um, what better use of my time than to record, I suppose. I didn't do a um, podcast uh, last week, but it's mainly because I didn't really have much to say. You know, it's there's a lot of adjusting going on, specifically with the COVID-19 corona virus. the quarantine-ish stay-at-home, you know, um, kind of enforcement's going on. I uh, am, you know, I have a kindergartner at home, and it's, at the time that I'm recording it, she's only a, a couple days away from, less than two weeks away from her sixth birthday. That means I have been a parent now for uh, going on six years. Happy parent anniversary to me. (laughs) Um, And we're just doing a lot of adjusting right now. But um, just when when I say adjusting, like for the most part, our our family is kind of used to like the rat race you know always having something to do always having somewhere to go we on purpose live you know ways away from kind of um our core activities like um you know our church um the city you know um some of the social activities we participate in so um for the most part you know our gym um Everything we have to, pre-corona, I guess that we've had to do, always had like a journey associated with it. You know, you had to plan for 30 minutes, uh, add an extra 30 minutes to, you know, the travel time um, in order to get there and then get back and then get settled and, you know, whatever. Like a typical week, it's kind of like nonstop, so this kind of having to slow down and smell the roses thing is a huge adjustment. And essentially for somebody like me, I'm I'm um I'm an only child, you know? I, I'm a mom's only child in my blended family. I'm one of four. I'm the youngest of four. The 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 next youngest is maybe has like a six or seven year age gap which means I am for the most part very very comfortable operating um and processing and dealing by myself. I find a little more reprieve than um um I find more reprieve than most people in um in in doing that and I know like for anybody who knows me personally it can come as a surprise specifically because I'm very I can be very extroverted. i but And I've heard this referred to as an extroverted, introverted kind of tendency or whatever. Is that being ambivalent? Uh, I need to look it up, I suppose. Um, But um, essentially, I do extroverted very, very well. Um, But most people don't really realize that essentially at my core, I run very introvertedly. Which is kind of what made me a terrible roommate when I think about it. <laughs> I really need to probably call my roommates and apologize to them because like we like to see me out in person is kind of like on, oh, yeah, laughing, joking, cracking, yada, yada, yada. But me at home, I have to shut down all the way down and my posture and my disposition and and just kind of my demeanor when I shut down it's i guess to the naked eye can be perceived as unapproachable and that's because at the core I don't have to fake smile or make people feel uh kind of comfortable and joking and, and 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 that's a, again part of my political side <laughs> I, I, I know how to, to um, I was talking to someone about uh, just kind of like an equilibrium. I don't, and I don't even know if I'm using this word correctly. But essentially when, when energy, like energy is really impo- like big for me, I guess. So when an energy is extremely high, I feel almost a responsibility innately to um, level it out. So that the energy could be equal. And when the energy is probably extremely low, I do the reverse. And I'm sure that's exhausting. It is exhausting. Essentially, the point is, there's a lot of adjusting going on right now. And right now, I'm going to take you through my spiraling brain. My brain kind of operates like a YouTube page. It's almost like you know how you click on YouTube for a video or something like that, something you want to watch, and then at the end of it, it gives you like multiple suggestions, and you start clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking, and then it's like 10 hours later, and you've been watching YouTube videos all day. That's generally. How I process things a lot of times when I have like downtime. One of the things that I've been processing um, more extensively just because it's at the forefront, is, you know, how I'm parenting. And usually, around this time, um, I really reflect on the, the pros and cons of how I have contributed to my child's welfare for that year. I give myself a grade. I don't necessarily share that with everyone else, but I give myself a grade and it's almost like an eval, you know, like you have for work or whatever. So um, with this, um, you know, having to stay home and the kids not being able to go to school, which, by the way, was, I mean... One of the benefits I thought of not having a job for a while would be the opportunity to stay home. What I didn't expect was that I would be home with my extroverted family members. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> That's another topic for another day. Um. Uh, but um i've been thinking ex- like i i really and and people hear me talk about this all the time i never really anticipated being a parent it wasn't on my to-do list as far as when i saw my life when i was 18 and i was fresh minded and i was like you know brainstorming on you know what my life would look like you know cuz i'm a planner so what my life would look like in 10 or 20 years i didn't i didn't project um marriage one and or or children too i didn't i didn't i didn't even consider it um but i did you know i have always determined that if i was going to be a parent um that i would i would you know give it my all and anything that i give my all to um i i typically the standards are a lot tougher um for me, you know what I'm saying. I can't just give my awe to a specific thing, and I, like most people, I'm sure, but I can't just give my awe to a specific thing and um feel complacent in kind of mediocrity if that makes sense um and it's 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 partially why i I um, am very slow to assigning that that level of intensity to a thing. Um, I, who was I talking to? Maybe my, one of my mentors the other day um, when she was expounding on something that she saw me do, and I was like, "Well, I was just I, honestly, I was operating a twenty five uh, twenty five percent of you know my full capacity," and she was like, "Wow, that's only twenty five percent," and 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 like she marveled at it, but for me. To give a fully a hundred percent and then to be subject subjected rather to um a potential critique is it, it, it's there's a fine line for that, so as it relates to parenting, I've been kind of um i don't know, like i don't feel like I've been meeting my standards. I mean, that's me being completely honest. And I know that we're dealing with, you know, unusual circumstances for the times. And for the most part, my kid is... um you know, in kindergarten, but in my YouTube way of thinking, these are foundational things that what happens in these moments are going to be foundational things that help to influence, you know, what happens in her future, like how well, you know, she's being instructed on, you know, colors, numbers, you know, counting from one to a hundred, you know, one, two, skip a few, 99, that kind of thing, how she writes, you know, um, uh, uh these things, Um, and, 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 and in part it's being, in part of it, it's being the fact that, you know, she's uh, what I used to call a double negative, which I don't necessarily refer to, um, anymore, but I want to give you a perspective, you know, being a black woman and then uh, black and then being a woman at that. It's just so much harder. It feels so much harder. The standards just kind of holistically on us. And, you know, in my, in my girl groups, my mommy groups, and just kind of discussions that I have every day with specifically black women and, and, and women in general, it feels so much harder, you know, um, to be in that, in that, you know, group of people. And I know that people say, you know, to be a man, is hard to be a black man, is hard to be a, a man of any ethnicity is difficult to be a woman of any ethnicity, but I'm specifically speaking for the dynamic that affects me. Um which is my seed and my kid. You know what I'm saying? It's just I want her to be adequately prepared. So what does that look like in my mind? I don't know. Making sure that she um she's well adjusted, that she's confident. You know what I'm saying? That she doesn't uh feel the need to to have straight hair as opposed to her curly, beautiful, kinky locks. That's a thing. To make sure um that, you know, because she's left-handed, um, um she's not kind of left out of the mold. Because essentially she thinks differently. She sees numbers differently, she writes her five backwards. Um, Sometimes it, it, it's things like that. It's making sure that specifically for the area that we live in, she doesn't feel less than. You know that she's proud of her heritage for which she comes from, who which you know, forty-five is called a shithole country. Things like that, I think about constantly, and I feel like, and it. I could be putting way too much pressure on myself, which is normal. And I don't. And because, I, I one of the, one of the good one, a really good thing about me and a really bad thing about me is that I'm I'm not necessarily easily influenced by other people's perceptions and thoughts. The only thing, the only way a thought from an exterior or, or an external thought has an effect on me is if I thought it myself. But that also means that you can't convince me <laughs> of anything outside of what I'm thinking. And had my daughter, has the same kind of a way of thinking. If she thinks it, if she believes it, then that's what it is. Really headstrong. She gets it honestly. It's a beautiful characteristic trait. But it's also tough when you're trying to tell her something. Um that contradicts, and that you want her to believe outside of what she's processing. I don't know. And uh, and these are things that, even in therapy, I've attempted to work out, and I'm still kind of working out. But essentially... If I were to grade myself this year, just specifically when, based off of, and and, and just within the past couple months, I'm probably not meeting my expectations for her and it's not something that she's doing it's it's what i'm doing to contribute to her overall effectiveness and in the future when uh, years to come she may look back at this and think oh man this was probably the greatest moment of my life because i had my mom's attention you know singularly all of her attention you know it wasn't kind of compounded with work or um activities to do for the church um or a, Going to the gym, it was just her, but I don't know. There's an effectiveness that I feel like I'm still developing, and things like that always give me a motivation to try harder, specifically because this is something that I want to try hard in. Hmm, other thoughts. But first, a word from our sponsors. So in kind of processing uh, what I was saying earlier about being a parent, I have also um, um, really had some downtime to really reflect on what I need in order to be a more effective, you know, me. So, you know, uh, what's that saying, that old adage, you can't pour from a well that's dry? And that's absolutely accurate for me. Uh, I think I mentioned that I... I don't know. I've kind of done a couple of uh, takes of this podcast, so I don't know if I mentioned it already. But um, if not, I'm going to say it again. At this point, it's 3.51. I'm a little sleepy. (laughs) But um, that uh, I operate as an extroverted introvert or what they call an extroverted introvert. I think I'm more so introverted than people give me credit for. But because, you know, people see me constantly on the extroverted side, they don't they don't see the part that I'm talking about. But when I come home, I completely shut down. Peopling is exhausting. I have been peopling my entire life. And I I often always, I oftentimes compare being a pastor's kid to like being like the earlier stage, the earliest stages of political training. Because I, I my natural default disposition is, is to kind of be in a PR state of mind, I'm always thinking about how does this look, how is this going to be perceived, uh, or, or uh, even if even if it doesn't appear that I'm looking like that, or looking at things from that perspective. Um, a lot of times when I have debriefings <laughs> in my mind, I always take those things into consideration. I'm I'm always overthinking basically, so. Um, But when I do come home, I mean, for anybody, I'm sure, that's exhausting. So when I do come home, it's my moment to be my most authentic self and in my most authentic, vulnerable self. I'm quiet. I'm not smiling. I'm vegged out, you know, on my couch, eating sleeves of Oreos at a time because I love them. I'm probably not even eating, you know, like I'm just watching trash TV or something I've recently gotten, gotten into is the office that may, I mean, talk about something that makes me laugh out loud, funny. Usually if I'm feeling the slightest bit emotional I turn to that show and I die laughing. But when you, it's specifically in a quarantine. You, you know you're around kind of people all the time, and uh, I don't know if you can guys can hear this, but my office is close to my um, bedroom door. My husband likes to sleep with the TV on loud. So if that ba- if you're hearing kind of words or verbiage or whatever in the background or a bass in the background, it's the TV. And in my most vulnerable state, everything is quiet. Like super quiet. My favorite, favorite thing to do in my house, specifically when it's raining, is to let the door be opened and listen to the rain while watching the TV in silence. That is the thing that gives me the most peace. And I don't know if it's water. The water has always brought me peace, and specifically not living in a place that has an ocean. Um, I find that uh, that's probably the thing that I miss the most about Florida. I am at... uh the i'm the most centered when i am by a body of water in fact my next house has to have some sort of man made um attribute and i'm not talking about a pool like a lake or something something where i can see sit and listen to just kind of well, i don't know I, I, that's where i feel my most centered My office doesn't have a door, (laughs) which means that people can come in and out as they please. My five-year-old doesn't understand boundaries uh, quite yet, but, you know, we're developing them. And, you know, I have extroverted family members. (laughs) So things can be a little loud. Things can kind of be going all the time. And the times when I can get the thing that I'm looking for that gives me the most reprieve is usually at three or four o'clock in the morning in the dead of silence. <laughs> but I'm realizing that that's the thing that I need the most. And, and even now I've, I've turned to a, uh, a, a more unique practice in making sure like I, I need, like for me, I need consistency. So like every morning I get up, I'm even with Tabitha, I make her get dressed for the day, you know, brush your teeth. You know, we have a routine in the morning we get up, you know, we make sure that, you know, our area is clean. That means our room is cleaned, you know, if that means that there were some leftover things from family movie night, it means I need to clean that, you know, kind of thing. We eat breakfast, we have our meditation, we do our schoolwork. But before that, usually at six o'clock in the morning, that's the time when I'm up and I'm praying. I've switched to um a a a more Muslim um form of praying. I think it's Islam. Um where they pray three times a day um, for whatever season or however long um, I'm kind of doing that, That's kind of the discipline that I'll be embodying where, you know, I pray at six. I pray again at 12 and I pray again at six. It's just the times that I've kind of created. And those are flexible, obviously, because I'm at. The, sometimes I have deadlines. Surprisingly, for someone who's unemployed, I have a lot of things going on. Deadlines that I need to fulfill. So, uh, but the point is to get in three times and three different things of praying that kind of um, um, are associated with um keeping me grounded. My first prayer early in the morning is not about myself. Try to stay away from prayers um about you know God I need God I want, and like I kind of fix my mind on other people. Obviously, with the coronavirus, specifically because I have, I know people um, who I have been close with at some point or I'm still connected with who are currently being affected by the pandemic. And I'm not talking about just hospital workers or things like that. I'm talking about people who are actually infected with the virus. So I've been, you know, covering them in prayer and just kind of keeping myself away from being just so centered on myself. But then at noon, it's my journal time. It's the time that I can really be vulnerable and candid with God about the things that are really pressing and concerning my heart. My last time of prayer, and I've been struggling with this one, if I'm honest, is just dedicated to learning more. I am a nerd. I live to learn. And when I'm not learning, I feel like I'm not being my true self. I, I love to grow. I love to learn. So I spend time specifically um, learning key elements concerning the Bible. That's a Bible study. That's listening to a word. That's letting someone teach me. But it's also studying because I need it. I think if I become more consistent in doing these things at the set time, I'll, I'll literally be a little more effective. But it's the thing that I've been using to kind of help me and when I say effective, I'm talking about I, I can I'll, my well will be full enough to pour into, you know, the people that I'm responsible for. Um but essentially uh, those are the things that I've been doing. And it may mean getting up a little earlier and watching the office by myself uninterrupted. And that's a that's the key thing. Like th- th- because I'm because I'm an only child and because I'm so used to kind of operating independently, when I think about it, I really need to apologize to, um, did I say this already? Again, I've taken multiple takes of this, so I don't even know what I said or what I didn't say. But um, I probably need to apologize to my college roommates because they really... And they really saw an exterior version of me, but the interior, the in home version of me is not social. I'm just kind of in my room. <laughs> you do you want to come out to the living room? Nah, I'll just gonna stay in my room. <laughs> I'm like that. I'm very, very, very much like that. Because after I've been peopling all day, I need to be unpeopled. I've also been, um, Trying to keep a consistent workout, I find I found out I went uh, in one of my walking journeys with um, a mentor of mine at the park. I found out that I got so so much peace, like the um, like a a physical release of peace came over me after walking. What was it for almost two hours? Getting my ten k almost five. 10 step with 10,000 steps and then five miles. I find that every time I do that and I come home and I take a shower, I feel so relaxed. And one of the things that I was journaling to God about was that feeling. That's a feeling that I want to rest. I need to, I want to learn to manufacture that uh, that feeling even when I can't. Um walk because i I, honestly i can't like i i I did exercise um this week so far and and i think it's day. is it today it's wednesday when i'm recording this so you know um, sunday and monday i did but tuesday i wasn't feeling well so i couldn't that's my prayer lord help me to manufacture that feeling of euphoria even when i can't get to the activity that may um help bring that on and you know like someone would say well why don't you just try to make sure that you're you know you're walking every day or you're exercising every day sometimes you can't get to it and especially when you find a thing that brings peace a lot of times and this is just for me it may not be for you at all but um at times when um and I hate to to use the anime because it seems like I'm 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 giving him too much credit, but sometimes when anime sees that something is doing good for you, he tries to attack it, or even you, you try to self sabotage it. Anyway, I think I've talked enough. But I guess it makes up for the fact that I didn't talk a lot last time. Probably need to make an appointment with my therapist. just to make sure that everything is still checking out perfectly fine, either way I really um, pray for all of my listeners I pray that God grants you the peace and the serenity that surpasses all understanding during this season I pray for your uh, for his joy to rest upon your lives and essentially. I just hope you're happy wherever you are. But if you need a little extra prayer, you need, uh, and I don't need specifics, honestly. Holler at you, girl. Email me. yammy, Y-A-M-I-E dot ministry at gmail.com. Focusing on doing for other people. Is uh, actually, I know for me, uh, the core of what's going to make getting through this kind of quarantine, stay at home lockdown effective. I can't go out physically, not necessarily, um, but I can definitely pray for and with you. Either way, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. <laughs> with love and prayers, yummy.